So we are on lesson five now of the summer quarter. This is the title of the lesson is the Proverbs of Solomon. And we will cover chapters 10 and 11 of Solomon. So Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this very practical book, which tells us um, how to live in, in a beneficial way in in our day, even though it was written 2,000 years ago. So, um, in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so the first section is section A, the ways of the righteous. That's verses 1 through 7. I want you to notice how, that when righteous comes up or righteousness comes up and what is associated with righteousness here because it is used many, many times in this lesson. So can I get somebody to read 1 through 7 of chapter 10? Okay, thank you. So did you notice righteous, righteous, righteous? Yeah. Yeah, it draws contrasts between righteousness and the op opposite. Now, there are a couple of kinds of righteousness, right? There's the righteousness of the Pharisees. Self-righteousness. Okay. That is not is what is being spoken of here, right? What, what is the righteousness he, Solomon is talking about here? Yeah. We, we don't want our own righteousness. If we have our own righteousness or self-righteousness, that leads us to pride, which is Satan's sin. And and we're not righteous anymore. So the righteousness we want is that to understand that we're saved by Jesus through grace, and we just do what he says. And if that is our attitude, we do what he says under his power, then it will truly be righteous. And then we get the blessings. But if we slip into self-righteousness, which can be done, you know, relatively easily, then the bet's off. <laughs> but anyways, section one is specifically attributed to Solomon. It says the Proverbs of Solomon. Now, the beginning of the book also said that, you know, that this was Solomon. Yeah, the Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel. Yeah, so the quarterly um, says that it is certain that Solomon wrote chapter 10 through 2216. But if you look at 2216, there's no, you know, it goes on to 2217, there's no indication. So I'm, I didn't have time to look up how they knew it. The certainty stopped there. But anyway, this is specifically attributed to Solomon, and actually the first nine chapters are thought to be written by Solomon, but it is less certain, and I can't tell you why that is. But if you want to make your parents happy, seek and apply wisdom. Yeah, the Proverbs of Solomon, a wise son makes a father glad, but a foolish son is a grief to his mother. 
So this was written under the dispensation of law. Solomon wrote Proverbs under that, under the Mosaic law. Under the church age, we have Ephesians 6, verses 2. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. So Proverbs really goes through all the dispensations. It's wisdom. Wisdom is always good, right? No matter if the rules change or not, wisdom is always good. So then verse 2, ill-gotten gains do not profit, but righteousness delivers from death. So here, righteousness delivers from death, right? If you get your money by, you know, non-honest means, it does not profit. So, and this, that topic will come up later as well. So one of the things that righteousness will give you is deliverance from death. And then we talked about already the righteousness that we want, and that is in John six twenty nine. Some people came up to Jesus and asked him, "What works do God want from us? You know, what are the works of God that He desires?" And Jesus said, John six twenty nine, "The works of God are this: to believe in the one He has sent." It's so simple. So that's how we were saved from hell. Believe in the one he has sent. And that's how we have true righteousness, is to continue to believe his word and follow it. So then verse 3, what does it say there about the righteous? Right. So the righteous will not hunger. So, Right, he won't allow it. But, in contrast, he will reject the craving of the wicked. So he'll just ignore it. So and then verses 4 and 5 are about work. Poor is he who works with a negligent hand, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. There are many places in Proverbs where it encourages industriousness and diligence. And, you know, to to be willing to work. And that also is righteous. And then verse 6, another, something else that comes with righteous, what else comes with righteousness? Blessings come with righteousness. And then another thing that comes with righteousness is verse 7. That is your memory after you're dead. Your memory after you're dead is blessed. People remember you fondly. And that makes me think of Bob Cox. Yes. I remember Bob Cox very fondly. Hi. And Bob Cox is, was a righteous man, you know. He was a righteous man, and he followed the Lord, and he was a very good example to me, I know. And uh, so his memory is blessed in my mind. Um, and there are many others, you know. Your husband is one. 
Art Middleton is one. Uh, Verna is one. Yeah. Julia Stedman is one, you know. Yeah. These people, their, their, uh, their memory is blessed, you know. Yeah. 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 And they're up there waiting for us now. They're probably not waiting very hard. You're probably having a good time. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But anyway, so the ways of the righteous bring many, many blessings. It delivers from death. It prevents hunger. It puts blessings on your head. And it puts blessings on your memory after you have passed on to the Lord. And so we want righteousness. And um, that comes from following Jesus, righteousness. Okay, so that's the end. So section B then, a sign of integrity. How about I'll read that, that one. So that is uh, verses 8 through 16. The wise of heart will receive commands. Okay, so the wise of heart will receive commands, but a babbling fool will be ruined. He who walks in integrity walks securely, but he who perverts his ways will be found out. He who winks the eye causes trouble, and a babbling fool will be ruined. The mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all transgressions. On the lips of the discerning, wisdom is found, but a rod is for the back of him who lacks understanding. Wise men store up knowledge, but with the mouth of the foolish, ruin is at hand. The rich man's wealth is his fortress. The ruin of the poor is their poverty. The wages of the righteous is life, the income of the wicked, punishment. So again, verse 8, the wise of heart will receive commands. If you're willing to receive commands, what is that called? I don't know if this is a fair question, really. Yeah. I've heard people say it means you're teachable. Teachable. Um, some people are not teachable. You can't tell them. They'll refuse it. Yeah, they'll, they refuse it. So obedience, particularly to the Lord, but also to those the Lord has placed in authority over you is wise. The Lord has placed authority over all of us in some way, you know, either a, an employer, a parent, uh, government officials are placed in authority over us. And so you should be willing to listen to them. Of course, you know, you screen what they tell you through scripture, because sometimes they tell you things in contradiction of scripture, but 
Uh, you need to be willing to listen to those in authority. That is wise. So those who rebel and refuse to obey will have trouble. And Pro or, uh, Solomon calls that person a babbling fool. So then verse 9, He who walks in integrity walks securely, but he who perverts his ways will be found out. What's another way of saying that? That makes me think of the person who lies. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you lie or you say you're doing something that you're not, or, or vice versa. But you didn't ask me if I was cheating on you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, that's what it says. If you pervert your way, it will be found out. You know, who knows how long it will take, but it will be found out. You cannot. Yes, nothing will stay secret. Nothing stays secret. So if you, you know, if you have a secret life, it won't be secret forever. The Lord knows at the moment. <laughs> he knows in the moment. Yes. Exactly. He knows before the moment, which is... Amazing. You know, I wonder, this is just an aside, but, you know, we have certain movies that we watch over and over again, and I wonder if reality is like that for the Lord. Because he is, he sees the end from the beginning. He knows, he already knows the plot. He knows what's going to happen. He knows. <laughs> so, he loves us. Know I know he loves us, but he, yeah, you know. Because that that is one of those mind bending things. So yeah, I'm sure that's why the Lord. That's why Jesus could sleep in the boat. In the storm, because he knew he knew. Anyway, it's much better to, like I said, walk in integrity, tell the truth. You know, if you sinned, you should confess it quickly. The Lord will forgive you, if we confess our sins. Right? He's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We're all going to sin. We might as well just admit it right up front, you know. And so we need to be willing to confess it to the Lord and say, please forgive me and go on. And if we have, you know, injured somebody else, we should confess it and go on. That's right. That's an un unwillingness to confess. Right. right. Yeah. Just saying, well, I'm just going to do it anyway, and I'm not going to confess. That is that leads to destruction eventually. So verse ten, he who winks the eye causes trouble, and a babbling fool will be ruined. Now this is interesting. This describes the troublemakers who stir things up without speech, and they'll stir things up, and then they may just watch what happens afterwards once they cause chaos. Um, I've seen that happen. So um, we don't want to be that way. Stir things up with winks and innuendo. And then again, the mouth of the righteous. Here's another benefit of the righteous. It's not just good for ourselves. It's a fountain of life. The mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life to others. 
So the benefit of righteous speech um, is a fountain of life. But the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. <clears throat> what do you think that means? The mouth of the wicked conceals violence. Yeah, you know, the, the next section is going to talk about feeling bitter and pretending everything is okay. That's verse 18. This is similar to that. Um, so, and they use the examples of Cain, Saul, King Saul, and Absalom. Cain concealed from his brother what was going on with him between him and the Lord, his, um, you know, the, the word is escaping me. But he didn't like it that God had accepted Abel and rejected him. And he hid that until he went out. Yeah, yeah, he was jealous, right? Yeah, that's the word I was wanting. He hid that until he got in the field. And then he killed him, right? And then Saul said, oh, David, you know, you can um, be my son-in-law. But then he wanted to do that. He wanted a dowry of a hundred Philistine foreskins. So he was hoping the Philistines would kill him. Okay. And Absalom invited his brother to a feast so he could, so he could be killed. So that's what this is doing. The mouth of the wicked conceals violence. You know, they talk nice to you. That's because they're plotting against you. Yeah. <laughs> They're, they're plotting against you. That is not the way of the righteous. Yeah, it's walking in integrity. That's not gossiping about people. Right. Yes, no. Gossip is a sin. It's a sin that's tolerated in the church more than it should be. So anyway, verse 12, Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all transgressions. And both James and Peter speak of this. James in chapter 5 and verse 20. Love is a great salve for healing. So James 5.20, Let him know that he who turns a sinner from the error of his way will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. He will cover a multitude of sins. So then First Peter 4 and verse 8 says this, Above all, keep fervent in your love for one another, because love covers a multitude of sins. So the... Right. And it is kind of absorbs sin, doesn't it? It absorbs it. The the uh, quarterly said that love has the effect of absorbing the damage of sin. Yeah, love makes you willing to forgive, right? When someone sins against you, it makes you willing to forgive. So it absorbs sin. Yeah, yeah, and so that that is good. Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all transgressions. 
I mean, the transgressions still happen, but you forgive them. And um, then it, you know, it doesn't, it, you, it keeps you from being bitter, and it gives them a chance to start over. And so, yeah, as we, yeah, as we forgive our transgressors, yeah, yeah, that's how the Lord wants it. So, verses 13 and 14, on the lips of the discerning wisdom is found, but rod is for the back of him who lacks understanding. Wise men store up knowledge, but with the mouth of the foolish, ruin is at hand. So this is about speech. Again, a lot about speech in the Bible. It's better to listen and think before speaking rather than running off at the mouth. That, again, was from the quarterly, which I thought was good. Verse 15 Quarterly made an observation that sometimes Solomon's Proverbs are just an observation of how things are. And that's verse 15. The rich man's wealth is his fortress. The ruin of the poor is their poverty. That is just how things are. You know, it's just a statement of fact. Verse 16, we have another one about righteousness. The wages of the righteous is life. The income of the wicked is punishment. So we want righteousness, and we want true righteousness, not self-righteousness, because of all these just many, many blessings. Anything else about that one? Yeah, isn't it, isn't it nice that he doesn't put everything on you all at once? <laughs> If he put it all on us all at once, well, that's that's part of that's what's wrong with Lordship Salvation. Lordship Salvation says, you know, repent of your sins, make Jesus Lord, and repent of your sins, and you'll be saved. And the unbelieving goes, what? That that was the problem with Tim. That was the very problem with Tim. It was too much. It was too much for him. See. Because he didn't understand that, no, you trust Jesus. Stop. Okay, you're delivered from hell right now. Now you have a choice. Are you going to continue to do what he says is wrong? Or are you going to walk the way he says to go? And he will give you the power to do that. That's a choice too. But the delivery from hell can happen without anything else. And... People don't get that because it's too easy. Right, the grace of what? Yeah, the grace of God. I mean, that's why they call it grace. <laughs> it's free, and you don't deserve it. That's why it's grace. Yeah. So now discipleship can't be costly. But that's that's where you get the reward. Yeah, and that is demonic, really. That's a demonic teaching. I know there are. There are a lot of Christians like that. And um, that is, you know, do we want people to follow the Lord? Yes. Do we want them to be righteous? Absolutely. Do we tell them that that saves them from hell? No. It does not. But what it will do is give them all these blessings. 
that we just read about. You know, uh, they will extend your life, for one thing. You'll have blessings on your head. You won't be hungry, you know. Um, there are so many things. Yeah, the, our mouth is very powerful, our, our speech. And uh, because we're made in God's image and God created the world with his speech. So speech is powerful. 